Welcome back, Fantas, to another Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. I am Adam. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are going to catch a thief. With a season three, episode five, To Catch a Thief. Dun, dun, dun! Adam, I don't know about you, but I got some serious... Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Vengeance vibes from Keenan in this episode. Would you agree? Oh yeah, I, I watched Pulp Fiction fairly recently, and his <laughs> his kind of his obsession that he has is <laughs> is something special. What's Samuel L. Jackson's character in that? What's his name? Uh, Jules. 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 Yeah. yeah, Jules. Do you know that Samuel L. Jackson is seventy-two years old? He's an old old man. <laughs> He's old. You, you can't tell because he's like he'd be like white hair if he wasn't. I know. <laughs> I, anyways, I, that was I found that out this week. But anyways, we are here to watch some good Keenan and Kel. So let's get started. Sit down with Coolio, Keenan and Kel on the big orange couch to watch <laughs> Keenan and Kel merge on on stage. I think this is one of their like best intros. Like we've had some good ones this season. This one is real good. This one's real good. And I think, I mean, just the what you just said, right? We're sitting down with Keenan and Kel to watch Keenan and Kel. I mean, I mean, this show is just so out there in the universe. Like, it doesn't even. It's there's so many levels. It's like 4D chess. <laughs> yeah, no, and we're already talking about it, but the outro brings up raises many more questions. Uh, you know what? Uh, CBS All Access doesn't have the outro. For this, oh, they for, don't. Well, not. I mean, I don't know for every episode. Last one did, but not this one. So you're mm. gonna have to keep me, keep me in the loop. <laughs> oh, you're in for us a crazy surprise. Oh no! <laughs> All right. So, but starting off, we have uh, Keenan wearing uh, like a green polo with like athletic stripes on the side, like a Patty Green, <laughs> like Kelly Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kelly Green. And Kel, can you describe Kel's shirt? No. <laughs> that <laughs> would be indescribable. That would be impossible. <laughs> I was I was thinking of a way to describe it, and all I said was a it, it's a disco silk shirt with yeah multiple colored patterns going on, and it's a it's a purple mess. Purple? It's not it's not purple. It's like silver. Mm. It's like silver, light blue, it's and, a lot of like and silver brown stripes. But the main okay, well we'll disagree on the color of that. <laughs> it, it, it it is no color. It's every color and none of them. I actually really want that shirt. <laughs> I I think that every um every like thrift shop has destroyed that shirt. They think it's something from another world. <laughs> it really looks like something you would wear to to go in like a time like a time machine. Because you I never suppose. know where you're gonna end up, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll look uh, incorrect wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you'll at least look the least incorrect in the 1990s. Yeah, so Keenan and Kel come on stage. Kel introduces Keenan, and Keenan has a very lengthy intro for Kel. Yeah, the hardest working youngster in show business. Yeah, a very awesome accolade. And Kel looks like, you know, amazed that he's been called that. And he says that to Keenan. He said, Do you really mean that? And Keenan says, No. <laughs> and I lied. <laughs> And he's like, but that's what I want to talk about. Honesty. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, friends should always be honest. Uh, for example, honestly, Kel, I think that that shirt, that nasty shirt makes your face look puffy. And Kel, Kel, well, I'm so glad Keenan said something about the shirt. Because, yeah. like, usually we leave these things, you know, the, the show leaves these things just go. It's just like, that's their style. But Keenan is pointing out how ridiculous this shirt is, which I'm happy about. Even in that era. Yeah. Which is just, something. Oh, man, it's a crazy shirt. 
Uh, and you got you got people. You got to look up this episode. You got to watch it. <laughs> CBS All Access has it. Um, and uh, and Kel says, but that was a gift from my grandma. Yeah, the roasting continues because he says, Kel, uh, and honestly, your breath kind of sinks today. And and Kel's <laughs> like, a, he's like, what really? Like, come on. Keaton says, nope, I lied about that too. And so now yeah. we don't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trust is thrown out the window. And Kels, like, you know, basically uh, pleads to Keenan that, does today's show have to be about honesty? He says, no, nope, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> this show's nothing to do with honesty. <laughs> oh, well, great, a great intro. Yeah, it, it's it's a good bit of just like, <laughs> yeah. But Keenan ends it by saying, now come on, something. I think he says salty. You heard salty? I did hear salty. Maybe CBS All Access uploads a slightly different version <laughs> where the shirts, the shirt colors are off and they, the words are it's, it's changed. It's possible, but I, I really think there's only one kind of shirt. It looks <laughs> oh, like a, it looks like the, one of those galaxy shirts, except it's all like rectangular. It's a galaxy you don't want to go to. Yeah, right, 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 right. It, it's it, galaxy plaid because it's got like different squares to it. Yes, it's but. it's painful. I need to wear it. I need to buy it and wear it to school. <laughs> Anyways, Keenan goes off stage and Kel's like, "Keenan, come on." And Kel says, "Look, I brushed my teeth this morning. See?" And he he uh, smiles to the camera and there's a sparkle on his teeth. He says, "Look, gleamy." I feel like uh, in like if this was season one, they'd be just do like one little like flare and call it that. But it's season three, so they have a budget. <laughs> So you see all, the, all these little like stars being animated on his teeth. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. That should be a gif. It should be a gif. Yeah, ten dollars <laughs> per star probably. This stuff isn't cheap. And uh, we all oh, here it goes into the uh, into our first scene. Um, Adam, we have some new characters here. Would you like to explain them? Yes, they are the Crams. <laughs> the, the Rock Wars new neighbors. What a terrible <laughs> last name. I think it's got to do with uh so. Uh, it's it's a mom and dad and their kid Mark, and I think it, it's kind of like a a, a, a like it's a, a nerdy thing. He's a nerd. He's a geek. He's a dweeb. So he like crams information in his head. Oh, that's my uh, my guessing route. That's a '90s word for sure. Cram. Yeah, that was like the, a pre-internet and, word. Everyone's dressed to the nines, if you notice, except for Ke- Keenan and Kel. Of course. <laughs> when are they really? Except yeah, in the uh, intros and outros. Roger and Cheryl are entertaining their new neighbors. Yeah, so they just got here from Idaho, um, and they're having a nice conversation about how Mark was the Idaho's was Idaho's youngest spelling bee champion. Absolutely, and he's showing off skills and you know asking like, "Come on, give me a word to spell," which is such a stupid flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not really. It's very extremely nerdy. And Roger is, is um, you can see Keenan does this too all the time. You saw it like a couple episodes ago when he was gloating about the stuff that he does in Rigby's. Right. He's like, well, I do this and I do that. And, and Roger, Roger goes, well, you know, I'm actually a pretty good speller myself. Which, based on his following actions, I don't know why he said that. <laughs> because Mark says, oh, can you spell the word chronometer? And Roger looks off into the distance, chronometer. And Mr. and Mrs. Cramp say, yeah, that's the word Mark got had to spell for his spelling championship. And I am appalled because that must have been the easiest spelling bee ever. Yeah, chronometer is not a hard word. No, are you kidding? 
It's chrono and it's meter. It's just, it's nothing to it. Just, oh boy. Maybe the 90s we didn't know how to spell meter. <laughs> that could be it. It's just the, the uh, French English spelling with an ER <laughs> or U in there somewhere. Oh God. But R- Roger, he goes off to the kitchen because uh, like, I need something. <laughs> and then Kian stops In the him. middle of trying to spell it. Yeah. He's like thinking and he's like, oh, I'll be right back. Keenan corrects him. He's like, the dictionary's upstairs, Pop. And he doesn't. He makes a U-turn and goes upstairs. <laughs> not obvious at all. Roger is really just making a fool of himself. How can you not... Like, like he can't even admit that he can't spell it, so he's trying to sneak away to the dictionary. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we learn about Mark's other hobby. Yes, a chronometer was so lucky of him because he actually collects watches. Yes, and uh, <laughs> what an exciting hobby! And what darn exciting <laughs> hobby! I mean, they, they have a fun exchange where he's like, "Wow, we just met. I feel like we're such good friends." To, to which Keenan replies, "Yeah, funny how one night feel like forever." Yeah, Mar- I think Mark says like, "It seems like we've been friends forever," and then that's what Keenan. I, I know how one night can feel like forever, or something like that. Oh yeah, it's it's a good line. I really appreciated the banter in this episode. Lots of good quick ones and yeah i was writing down like every line everyone said (laughs) yeah no it was really fast paced and really exciting um and they just keep coming in this scene uh mark says wow mrs uh mrs r i really enjoyed the p-i-e and kel says (laughs) peas where are the peas (laughs) yeah yeah right i do want to highlight real quick there's a slight continuity error that's occurred here Oh. We saw Mark an episode ago, if you recall. Yeah. And this is clearly the first time they met. <laughs> and I've got a theory to why that is. Okay, great. I have another theory about this episode. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, so uh, to start that off, the last one was the uh, to, uh, the Chicago Witch Trials Halloween special. And this is the order they aired in. So they took that one out of order to air it for Halloween. Ah, uh, well, there you go. Mark's intro should have been earlier. I got you. Well, you know, Adam, on CBS All Access, To Catch a Thief is the second episode. Hmm, so that, that actually, maybe it's, they actually, like, went through it and, like, no, this one belongs here. It's quite possible <laughs> that they did. Well, that's the kind of care you get with CBS All Access, even though they cut out half an episode. And they, uh, <laughs> and, and I have to, I have to complain about CBS All Access because they're not sponsoring us. Um, I won't complain if you sponsor us, but when I press pause when I'm watching a video, the picture gets all small, and it's so much more work for them, and it's so much <laughs> harder for me. I don't know. You know, like when you pause a YouTube video, it just stays right there. Imagine yeah. it getting smaller, like a little pop-up window. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is not what the word pause means. That is so useless. Pause, <laughs> pause and shrink. Yeah, like yeah, that's you're what minimizing. Happened. Like really small. Hey guys, you can do, you can do less work. That's what I'm saying. Like that takes a lot of work, and it's not a good feature because now I have most of my screen is now just black. <laughs> when it could be paused on the show. Yeah, ho- hopefully they they fix out that kink. That's a bad feature. Anyways, it makes it harder to to do this show. So Mark's helping with the dishes, and Keenan and Cal are trying to sneak upstairs. But uh, Cal's like, oh, we should show Mark your room. <laughs> and and Keenan is just like, shut up. They clearly do not like him. Uh, meanwhile, Roger comes back downstairs and goes, C-H-R-O, and runs back upstairs. <laughs> and the, the transition is a really good one. It shows you the word chronometer and how it's spelled. Yeah. 
which it's not hard to spell. Maybe they were maybe they didn't want to put a really big word in there because maybe now kids will actually know another word chronometer. I don't know what the point was. I'm not going to argue with it. He's also he's kind of old to be the youngest champion of spelling bee. I feel like spelling bee champs nowadays are like little tiny 8-year-olds. That's true. Uh, so anyway, we go to Keenan's room. This might be one of my favorite Kel bits. I, I feel like I'm saying that every episode now, but this one's so good. Kel is uh, is just on the money this episode. They look outside Keenan's window and they see that, hey, Mark's window is right across. Yeah, Mark's room and Keenan's room look into each other. And so Kel says, hey, you could tape a message to your phone and throw it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and Keenan looks at him and he says... There's so much wrong with what you just said. I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now if you want to talk to each other, throw the phone back and forth. That's just, just so, so illogical. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Mark's kind of going through Keenan's stuff, and he is amazed at one of Keenan's watches. The watchmaker or the watch enthusiast himself is amazed at something Keenan has. Um, he, and he identifies it quite quickly. A 1952 Chronics timekeepers deluxe yes it was from his father but the band is broken the the dumb factoid that mark knows <laughs> that that will now uh, inform the audience is was as the first watch to have the date function as a standard feature right and now i don't want to like i don't want to just totally diss watch enthusiasts because i know it's a really big thing still and uh and i know that 1950 watch 1950s watches are actually pretty like uh sought after today because if you have a watch from 1950 I mean, it was well-kept for 70 years. That's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty old possession. Absolutely. And uh, those, uh, they, uh, pun intended, run like clockwork. They've got oh, little oh tiny boy. parts and a little machine. Oh, oh, oh boy, Adam, I think I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I'm, what I'm saying is, as an engineer, I, I appreciate oh, oh, okay, watches. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. Thank you for, for <laughs> ma- making that clarification, that you didn't just make that bad joke for... <laughs> You are a, actually a, an engineer who designs things. So, so I I, I see the allure, but, but it's a, I agree with what Keenan says. He's like, "Wow, you really know way too much about watches." Right. The scene ends with Mark giving them all like a big group hug. Yeah, he yells "group hug" and pulls everybody in. Cal is like, "All right." I, I do want to point out Mark's outfit real quick here. Sure. He's got a suit jacket on, but underneath that, he has a sweater vest. A shirt and a bow tie as well. It's all like green. He looks like a physics professor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and really big glasses. I'm pretty sure he taught me physics <laughs> in the university. I think he has my haircut, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's your haircuts. <laughs> teaching. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Some things never go out of style, Adam. No, no, apparently not. I wanted to start wearing bow ties in to teach because I'm a science teacher. But nice. I, I'm also hardly a science teacher. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of clothes that will never go out of style, uh, Keenan. Oh next my scene is god! Waking up, <laughs> and he is my god. Yes, I my want, god. I want this so badly. <laughs> I I want this. Keenan is wearing a uh, small a small a parachute that you might bring out to entertain k- kindergarten kids. A, a green. <laughs> purple blue black and red tablecloth <laughs> yeah plaid just this this enormous flannel like nightgown pajamas and he ro- he rolls out of bed in a way that you can you can see all of them it's and he's he he wakes up upside down 
Yeah, it looks like a very uncomfortable sleeping position. It's probably because he's wearing a tablecloth. <laughs> he's wearing like the like Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> like like except it's a dress. Yeah, yeah. He gets out of bed in this enormous like he does like a display of it and uh goes to turn off his alarm. And he realizes that hey, wait a second. His watch isn't there. His watch has been misplaced. Instantly, he's like, wait a second. Who was the only person who talked about my watch in the past 24 hours? It must be Mark. And so he goes over to his window to inspect Mark's room because it's right there. Yeah, it's kind of a rear window moment where he like gets out the binoculars and starts appearing, which is weird because they're not far. The, those rooms are not far across. No, I mean, like the camera angle is like you can barely, very see clearly see what mark is like you know doing in his room yeah uh, so he peeps on him with the the binoculars and he sees him getting ready and what's he doing well he's wearing a watch and he's putting on his coat Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it ends with him kind of like waving at keenan yeah he looks at keenan after keenan makes a face and then he looks at keenan and waves and keenan kind of like dives (laughs) (laughs) also halfway through when (laughs) when keenan's looking at him he goes nah I don't know. Right. <laughs> like in the same breath. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just on the floor of his bedroom. Like, why that little thief? And uh, the, uh, later that day, he proposes his theory to Chris and Kel and Rigby's. Right. So enter Rigby's. A little bit of a different angle here. Mm. Um, usually the camera is kind of more over to the right. And now it's like kind of in the center looking towards the counter. Um, so we can yeah. actually see all the all the displays in the front and the side of the counter, and there's a uh, a little a little boy in a wheelchair and his father. Um, nice touch here, um, and uh, and Keenan is just explaining that he thinks Mark is a thief and stole his watch, his 1952 Chronics Timekeepers Deluxe. Yeah, and as he's explaining that, the the kid, the kid says to him, "Maybe you lost it." He's like, I didn't lose it. Which is an apt analysis. <laughs> yes. Apt analysis, Robert. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kel's up. He drank another two liter orange soda, his staple. <laughs> and Kel uh, and Keenan kind of go back and forth with kind of mo- mocking Mark. Right. And and they mock him a little bit. And then Kel comes up with his own theory of what happened to Keenan's watch. <laughs> yeah. They were escaped super intelligent lab rats who took his watch. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the the real culprits here. Yeah, no. As they're mocking uh, Mark, Keenan's like, "I'm a person who has more watches than a regular person ought to." <laughs> and as he's doing that, Mark literally walks in. Yeah, and like stands within hearing distance. Clearly, I have a theory about this, and a new, a second theory about this episode is that Mark has selective hearing because they are. They're shouting about him when he's right next to them continuously. Yeah, it, it's no secret that. Keenan is not that big of a fan of Mark in this moment. And uh, and unfortunately, because it seems like Mark's a really good guy who just has a deep passion for watches. And that passion is not being appreciated. He's definitely a good person. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. And Keenan probably yeah. did lose it. But he's instantly assuming that Mark's a thief. Th- that is That is also like our 22-year perspective. Like you said about hairstyles, I think Mark would be fine in the modern day. Right. Like, like who, for being a geek, a geek in 97 is just a normal, like, hipster today. Right. He would just have to, like, take off the the suit jacket, and he would pretty much, and then the bow tie, even, and then he'd fit in. 
I don't know. I've seen I've seen that fashion before. <laughs> well, it's kind of timeless. It's kind of a timeless outfit. A little, uh, little Joseph Gordon-Levitt going on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got to get a little bit better glasses. But still, those giant frames were a thing like 10 years ago. You're right. But uh, I, I digress. Chris has to leave. What's he up to? Well, Adam, he's taking his mother to the tattoo parlor, or picking her up. <laughs> I'm implying that she's getting tattoos. Or giving tattoos, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that makes my theory even better. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, so she's a witch, right? As we've... There's, <laughs> yes, there's a episode. working theory that she's a witch. <laughs> um, it would make sense for older witches to have to... Um, what is it called? Like, like indoctrinate or in, induct like new witches and the way to do that right if, if you know anything about fraternity life i don't because i wasn't in one but i know a little bit um branding is uh is very common and so maybe in the witch world tattoos are a form of branding yeah i i i want to say that that kind of uh that wicca witch circle it's all about that kind of uh, tattoos are ever present Right, right. Yeah, different signs, symbols of uh, elements and uh, nature. Like, you know, that's all one and the same. It sounds like the tattoos I'm planning to get. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> the, per- the periodic table and, and a bunch of trees and herbs. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, uh, I, I agree that they're... That's not definitely not a point against which. It's a point for... I definitely want to get a periodic table somewhere. Like <laughs> on the whole table? Yeah, the whole thing. Why not? You should get like it should get a blank table to start with and like fill it in with elements as events happen to you in your life that matter. Oh, them. interesting. It's like ooh, uh, I went to a, a great bar so I got this neon one. <laughs> oh, like, okay. All right. Oh, like I I bought a wedding ring. Here's the gold one. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, that that's so much work, and I'm not that committed to the periodic table. <laughs> Although it's a great idea, somebody else can take it and run with it. Maybe somebody in Danville, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. So um, as Chris is leaving, he says, "Keenan." He advises Keenan, "You shouldn't jump to conclusions." <laughs> and immediately after that, he sneaks up behind Mark and, and shouts at him, "Thief!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just super i feel like chris is is a character from a charles dickens movie like all, <laughs> always <laughs> he's like taken out of time the yeah. grocer man yes <laughs> yeah he like owns a little shop and uh is it just in charge of like he's selling things for pennies <laughs> Thief. so so uh, keenan's like you know all right uh i can't like sneak up and ask him is that about to see his watch because he might just hide it if you know if it's mine and he's hidden it kel goes oh okay i'll ask him goes right up to mark and asks where's the watch <laughs> he just shouts it at him <laughs> he like covers and he's like no no uh kel means what time is it <laughs> and mark's very concerned and a little bit scared so he points to the clock on the wall and he says there's a clock right there <laughs> and keenan strolls over to it he's like oh yeah yeah here's a watch oh 
and he like slams it on the ground and steps on it. <laughs> this is my favorite Keenan moment ever. <laughs> it's pretty great. He just takes oh, I I accidentally broke the clock. <laughs> and then he's like, "What time is it again?" And then Cal looks at his watch and yells, "Four thirty-two. <laughs> and Keenan's just like in disbelief, reprimanding him, and absolutely is just like, oh, uh, beside himself. That the Kel is so incompetent. Thank you, Kel. Now I have no reason to see Mark's watch. Then he just literally manhandles Mark to see his watch. Yeah, he grabs his wrist and he's just like wrestling him almost. Yeah, and uh, upon seeing his watch, what does he learn? It's definitely not Keenan's watch. And now they they continue their conversation about Mark, and uh, and the theories keep coming. Kel says that it was probably ninjas that stole Keenan's watch. You know, shadow warriors. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so cool. Just call shadow warriors, and they're they're all walking around like I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja. <laughs> just. <laughs> A lot of culture in this episode, honestly. We have the watchmaker culture. We have ninja culture. We have laboratory experiment culture. We have tattoo parlor culture. Like, lots of references. Disco culture with Kel's shirt. So, Spelling bee culture. Keenan is going to set a, a trap for, for Mark. Because he's convinced that Mark stole his watch, even though he can't prove it at all. <laughs> so he, uh, he opens up the cash register... Uh, tells Kel to wait by the door, and when Mark grabs the money, you tackle him to the ground. <laughs> and uh, he, like, kind of makes a big show of things. He's like, I'm going to the back room now. Yep, he says, I'm going to the back room. I'm leaving the store. Kel goes out. He, the doors are open. I'm hungry. I'm going to get some lunch. Right. Um, and so Kel's, like, standing in the open door, like, peeking in with this open register drawer. And, uh, and Mark's shopping. And then uh, an old lady is also shopping. the the new yes. the the new and improved Mrs. Quagmire. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she goes to the register drawer and just takes the money. <laughs> then she walks out, and Kel just waves at her. And he saw the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mark, uh, I guess, goes to pick up more things by the door, and Keenan peeks in through the door and runs and tackles Mark to the ground. <laughs> this is where Mark gets injured. His hand gets hurt. Yeah, so uh, he's like he does not have the money, and Cal and Keenan's upset. Mark goes to Ice's hand. Well, hold on, he hold on. What is what does Keenan say to Mark? He says, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." <laughs> <laughs> and Cal goes, yeah. "Who else? <laughs> Somebody else." <laughs> just that's what Ke that's what Keenan does when he's working. He just tackles other people. Yeah, and as as Mark leaves, he, uh, he says, all right, uh, I'm going to go ice my hand. Sorry I wasn't who you thought I was. <laughs> so he's just so like he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Um, and it's very sincere in that moment as well. Um, and, uh, and basically, Cal explains what happens. He's like, well. Yeah, Keenan checks the register and he's like, where's the money? Yeah, and, and Cal's like, well, an old lady took it. And... and Keenan's like, what? And he says, well, you know, you you told me to only yell if Mark took the, <laughs> the money. The money. And uh, and Keenan says, why? <laughs> yep. And Kel's uh, like, well, I guess this proves that uh, Mark's not a thief. And Keenan doubles down. He doubles down big time. He, he does this big, like, God is my witness, like, speech. <laughs> if this is the last thing I do, 
I'm going to expose Mark Cram as the the thief that he is. Or I will get my I'll get my watch back. Yeah, this is this is one of the first Samuel L. Jackson moments. He will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious <laughs> anger. Those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. It's like this is yeah no it, it's that paraphrase essentially <laughs> in like 90s nickelodeon lingo yeah yeah and i like how the scene ends too he goes all right Kel, let's go and they like walk to a place that's not like they they walk with great purpose to the corner of rigby's apparently <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like across the front of the screen i didn't notice that <laughs> It's very weird. I think it's a commercial break, so we return after that. Right, so we end up back in uh, Keenan and Kel's, or Keenan's, TV room, where the Rockmores are all dolled up and about ready to go to see a movie with the Crams, their new friends. Uh, and what's Roger doing to prepare? <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's studying the dictionary. <laughs> and he's writing the word chronometer on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah, and and Keenan, uh, like, because he's taking so long, he, like, rips the page of the dictionary out and, like, shoves it on his arm. So she's like, Keenan, it seems like you're trying to kick us out. She says it to him, like, in the, the, the door frame. Right, and he goes, yep. And then he, he turns around and and butts them out of the door, out, like, at the front door. Like, like hits, hits, and, like, slams the door hits shut. Hits them with his butt. He, like, bends over and just, like, shoves them out with his butt. Very, yeah. <laughs> very good move, if I might say so myself. Uh, then he runs toward the, or towards the kitchen door, to which Cal uh, opens it and hits him in the face with it. So good slapstick from Keenan. We don't see that too often. Yeah, it's all it's really really fast, really fast and really funny. Um, we got you know the dictionary, the the whole deal. Um, what is Kel carrying as he leaves the kitchen? He's got a bucket of orange paint. And what is he gonna do with that, Adam? Uh, well, Keenan is going to expose Mark Cram for the thief that he is. That's right. Uh, and he's going to um, uh, rig the bucket of paint over this the drawer in, like, this armoire that's in the back of the set, right? Yes. Uh, he's, he bought a new watch. He's going to use that as bait for Mark. Uh, put that in the drawer so that Mark will open the drawer and get paint on him and expose himself. Yes. And let, let me explain this setup. First off, I'm just watching this back, and Keenan has an orange tongue during this. So I just, <laughs> Oh, does he? That, yep. I think that's kind of funny. They, they really do love orange soda here at no, instead of Keenan and Cal. Um, <laughs> okay. I might want to ask, are you sure the CBS quality is, like, good? Is or is the pictures are all the colors slightly off? Uh, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, so you, you're probably seeing a higher def than I've ever have. It's possible, um, very possible. <laughs> Anyways, here's what it looks like. There's an armoire which Kel has knocked down a bunch of stuff on it. Okay, including like a candelabra. Like he's like knocked off some candles and <laughs> and things are falling like crazy. There is a bucket hanging from the ceiling with a rope attached to it a very like like not a very thin rope like not like a string it's like like a small rope no and it's dangling like around the armoire and clearly attached to the drawer and the bucket is hanging right above it the rope is like if you were a uh, a cub scout learning knots for the first time and it was like a giant instructional rope like a nylon rope yeah yeah, and that was in the scene before when the uh, Roger and Cheryl left. So I guess they were just weren't looking back there. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, no, that, they're ringing that up. Cal's knocking everything over, and Keenan warns him. He's like, hey, be careful. Be careful with my my mama's porcelain monkey. 
can't that that's like creepy the fact that she has a porcelain monkey that's incredibly valuable yeah and it's all it's like green it's got a big bowl on its head it's very neat neat i think that's scary <laughs> oh yeah yeah it, it, it belongs in chris's mother's house that's what i'm saying like she's <laughs> it's very like uh it, it, it's unsettling to me uh, I, I'd, I'd like to hear the story about it myself sure i'm not saying i wouldn't like to hear the story but anyways mark comes in and uh and as Mark is like taking his jacket off and taking his seat uh, on the couch, Keenan goes back and he's like raising up the bucket of orange paint that Kel has secured, um, and, and like like looking very mischievous. And he's showing off his watch to Mark too. He's like, "My expensive, cool watch. Uh, don't need to talk about this. I'll just put that in this drawer over here." Right, right. Um, well, because. Oh, it's just such a bad idea. It's just such a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically, he says to, to Mark, he's like, we're going to go to the kitchen real quick in the other room. And he keeps like leaning over and like hinting at, like, we're going to be gone for a period of time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, he's like, all right, go through the door. Adam, do you know what he says? What does he say? He says, we're going to go into the kitchen and grab a tasty beverage. <laughs> L- yep. like, like I'm telling you this is Samuel L. Jackson Keenan <laughs> goes oh yeah I, did, I didn't catch I'm gonna that. grab no, a tasty really... beverage <laughs> it's like come on <laughs> look that's the line <laughs> yeah hang on I'm looking up Pulp Fiction when that came out exactly 1994 90... yeah yeah so this is a healthy period of time he's inspired this episode was also written by Savage Steve Holland who, uh, you, you were not a fan of his previous episode. Well, I am a fan uh, of this one. Yeah, yeah, so he, he, I get, I'm glad he's been redeemed. He wrote a star as Pewed previously. Uh, oh, maybe, well, that one was about movies, right? And this, and Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction references. Oh, yeah, you know what? He, maybe he's a big movie buff. I have a feeling. He goes, I'm gonna go <laughs> into the kitchen and get a tasty beverage. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> mm. So, yeah. He goes there, and Mark is all, like, kind of like, hello, hello. He doesn't know where they went, and he goes to check out the kitchen, and Keenan can have to hide. So this is, like, one of the the, the first of two times they try to hide um, in this episode, <laughs> and they are not doing it very well. They're, they're trying to hide behind a chair, under the table, in the closet, together, like, in the pantry, <laughs> and then they slowly, like, back up in that little alcove near the back door. In D&D terms. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be weird, but I'm gonna say that uh, Keenan and Kel they did poorly on their stealth check, <laughs> but but Mark did even worse on his perception check. <laughs> so like, like that's that's basically the, their situation with hiding this episode. Mark just like looks in and then and then Mark is like, oh no, I wonder where they went, and then he just leaves. He leaves. He just kind of doesn't grab his coat. Doesn't grab like he just walks. Oh, out. he grabs his coat. Oh, does he? Yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, he recoats up and shuts the door. And they're uh, they're upset. They're like, huh, he didn't go f- through the drawer. <laughs> yeah, so they, they inspect the the drawer. It's like, no, the watch is in there. <laughs> and Keenan says, maybe he's not a maybe he's not a thief after all. But then he realizes something, Adam. What does he realize? Well, Kel realizes, yeah, he's a crook. Oh, oh right, right. <laughs> and Keenan's like, no, crook and thief, they're the same thing. As he's saying that, he looks up and he says, wait a second. Where's my mama's porcelain monkey? It's gone. <laughs> and... That's when the the true like anger <laughs> erupts out of Keenan. <laughs> he goes, he goes, take my watch, but nobody, nobody takes my mama's porcelain monkey. 
<laughs> Come on, kill, let's go. Oh my god. And he like literally he takes the fight to Mark's house. <laughs> oh my god. I mean this is like this is like Jules being upset at Vincent <laughs> for shooting yeah. Marvin. Like this is that that level of like <laughs> that degree of anger. Like <laughs> just seething anger. <laughs> Vengeance. Yeah. So uh they go over to Mark's house. The front door is open. And they enter inside. Uh, it, it's got a similar setup to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to last episode's yeah, house. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have a back room. Uh, the set's slightly different. The first thing that Kel does is goes into the kitchen. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, I'll look in the kitchen. Kane's like, don't look in the kitchen. You're not going to find anything in there. Um, and, he, and you just hear him knocking all kinds of crashes things Crashes and just things falling <laughs> apart. Yeah. And what... <laughs> What does he emerge with? Uh, he has, in his hands, there is, like, a jar of peanut butter in each hand. And on his mouth, there is an entire bottle of chocolate syrup. Like, he is just dripping in chocolate syrup yeah. and, and, and peanut oh, butter. It's, it's, it's awful. I, I, I will say, though, way better than them licking everything in his house. Like, that's, <laughs> this is, the peanut butter is a much funnier yes. element. Yes, much funnier. The first thing he says, like, uh was it in the chocolate syrup? <laughs> like, just the worst place to look. And uh, he immediately... Uh, Mark's coming downstairs, and they have to hide. So, Kells touches everything. It's so he has, painful. He has, he has globs of peanut butter in his hands. <laughs> and he is grabbing everything. Like, the blanket, the pillows, the cushions. He's, like, moving stuff around. Keenan's shirt. Um, Keenan has these giant, like, like, paw prints of peanut butter on his shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when they go to hide, Keenan like, goes underneath the coffee table, and Kel, like, jumps up in the corner of the room, <laughs> like, trying to... I have no idea where he's trying to go. But he, uh, he, like, hides under the cushions of the couch, which are, like, paper-thin. It's clearly a set. They're paper-thin, and he gets peanut butter on everything he touches. Um, and meanwhile, he makes his way under the coffee table with Keenan, um, and then Mark comes down the stairs... What is he doing, Adam? He is dancing like it's 1997 <laughs> to, or 1998 uh, to his Walkman and just like doing very embarrassing dance moves and leaping out the door. Um, and he, he leaps out the door by, by hitting his own butt out the door. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what the thing is with like butts and leaving rooms but that's oh that, that's a crazy connection <laughs> and through line of this episode it's very strange <laughs> if you have to leave through a door you use your butts yep lead, lead with your butt that's what's been happening it's very weird but anyways when mark is gone mark doesn't realize that the the family room has been destroyed completely decimated and uh keenan and cal rush up the stairs to check out mark's room uh how would you describe mark's room um it's it's nice, but very uh, like like a grandmother's room. Yeah, yeah. They, they I think the first thing Keenan Cal, uh, Cal says when he enters is ew. Yeah. Uh, he's got like wa like watch posters, but they look like they look like like dentist office posters. It looks like a dentist <laughs> office. The wallpaper's pretty rough. Maybe it's because he yeah. just moved in. We'll give him benefit of the doubt. Sure. He's got like a little computer on his desk and a little computer. And, Oh, a giant computer monitor on his desk. That's what I meant. Yeah, which is clearly it's 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 clearly display. Well, what directions does Keenan give Cal? Um, well, he he basically says, "Look around, but don't destroy anything. Don't mess anything up." Yeah. So Cal goes <laughs> over to his nightstand, opens the drawer, throws everything out, and uh, and then 
starts to look under the covers, which <laughs> ends up in him destroying the bed and the bed frame. And getting yes. peanut butter on everything and peanut, the, the sheet stuck to his hand because there's so much peanut butter, just globs of it. Just a slow methodical process of uh, taking off the covers and the bed and the bed then the box spring and just just and he climbs into it. What a mess. What an absolute mess. It's really rough. <laughs> um and then and then Kel gets uh, a sock basically glued to his hand. Yeah. And, and underwear on like the other hand. He can't do anything about it, so he uses his feet, right? Well well so first Keenan like he's trying to use the bedpost to like pry pry the socks off of his hand. It's kinda happening in the background. Keenan finds a jewelry box and he's like, Oh mm. which was sitting right on the counter. Like right on, <laughs> yeah, on the dresser. Yeah. Like like directly across from the, the door, as if if you open the door, the first thing you would see is the jewelry box. But anyways, <laughs> w- w- that it's not that fun to do it that way. So um Kel is is while he finds the jewelry box Kel is trying to get the peanut butter. Also, he's like he's basically miming right now. Like Kel, Kel <laughs> yeah, hasn't like said silent. a word. Hasn't said a word. And so he he puts his the like his hand down on the desk with the peanut butter sock down, and he puts his foot on it to try to like pry it off. And he ends up knocking everything off the desk. It's like what yep. there was an episode like this recently where Kel knocks everything over in sight. Uh, the Turkey Day? Yeah, Turkey comes Day. To mind. It's like Turkey Day. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he just cle- like totally clears out Mark's room. <laughs> and uh, I think he does a, a good job of it. He, uh, but, you yeah, know, he he tries that he destroys the monitor and then he just very easily uses his mouth to take off the, the socket and underwear. Right. And uh, and Keenan is looking at him with his mouth open, just like what's happening? <laughs> just aghast he's, like, the way he's in doing. disgust. It's like ew. I, I have a theory that um, some of the the other like Kel destroying a room or like or, or like doing a bunch of physical comedy had a lot of takes to it because they got peanut bar and everything. They were probably limited in how many times they could do this scene. Oh, for sure. So, so we might not be seeing like the best possible take here. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to uh, <laughs> the TV room at Keenan's house uh, for what might be my favorite moment of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they've stolen <laughs> this. Uh, the jewelry box, you know, uh, irony ever present. And uh, Kel's the one, he has a hammer. And Keenan's instructing him to break the, the lock. And the jewelry box is on the coffee table. Yes. So, what does Kel do? He, he swings and turns and, like, closes his eyes. And he hits a hole right through the coffee table. <laughs> A giant hole, like takes out like a quarter of the t- coffee table. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, second swing, he gets it though, and uh, Keenan is like he's like Captain Ahab when it comes to like just seeing all the the, the watches in there. He's like, I knew it. He's a thief and just going crazy. That's right. He's going crazy, and then in walks Roger and Cheryl and the Cramps, who are back from their movie. Which, if you're thinking about the time frame of this, that was like a, a third, like a thirty-minute movie maximum. Yeah, yeah, they they went directly over, and they unless they like scoped out the outside of his house for a long time. But uh, yeah, so uh, they talk about how terrible that movie was. But then Cheryl's upset about the coffee box. Uh, but who follows them is uh, Mark, and Mark is 
very upset. Panicking. He's panicking because he says that we they've been robbed. Yes, and he describes the grisly scene. Everything's been destroyed. There, there's peanut butter all over my underwear. My bed was unmade. And then pan over to Keenan, who's standing there with Mark's jewelry box and peanut butter all over him. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Mark's like, is that my jewelry box? He's like, I did, yes, I took your jewelry box. <laughs> like, it's very Samuel L. Jackson jewels. I'm telling it you, is. like, it is absolutely 100% inspired. Yeah, no, he's like, I did it because Mark stole my watch. He's a thief. T-H-E-A. <laughs> Effie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, Roger says, oh, he did not take your watch. <laughs> and you spelled thief wrong. <laughs> right. So, so good, good callback there. Uh, but Roger goes into, like, the kind of corner cabinet, and he pulls out a little black box with a bow on it. And he basically tells and- Keenan that he took his watch to get the band fixed so he could actually wear it. To which Kel says, Surprise! (laughs) Revealing that Kel knew this entire time. (laughs) That's... And that's some, that's some, like, I put the screw in the tuna, like, like... Oh, yeah, level of deception. Yeah, because like you can you can watch this episode a second time, which I did, through Kel's vi- point of view, of of that like because oh, he's constantly like on Mark's side and he's trying to steer Keenan away, and he's like maybe it was yeah maybe it was ninjas that took it or, or rats. Certainly you should drop this, <laughs> but it, but he doesn't have the forethought to like before things escalate cra- crazily to to stop him. He does not. No, he lets the whole episode happen. <laughs> Just because he wants to surprise Keenan, because in his words, it's a surprise. You don't tell a surprise. <laughs> and in in, Kel- in Keenan's words, for the second time this episode, why? Why? And then and then Mark goes, "I'm so a n g r y." And Kel goes, "You're hungry." <laughs> and then everyone shouts at him, "Angry!" <laughs> because yeah, they're mad at him. Uh, so Roger makes quick amends of the situation. He says, uh, "Keenan will be at your house every weekend until it's cleaned, and I'll pay for all the damages." He clearly doesn't want to lose his his new friends. <laughs> Let me just get my checkbook in this drawer over here. Yeah, and that's when everyone, like the audience, realizes it, and the the perfect <laughs> they tie the bow perfectly because <laughs> he reaches into his drawer. And the bucket of orange paint falls on him. And he's just standing there, soaking with <laughs> orange paint all over his house, all over his clothes, and his checkbook. And uh, and the Crams, Mrs. Cram says, you are the worst neighbors ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Keenan and Kel run into the kitchen. So what, what a, like, that's a good ending. That's a good ending. <laughs> but it's not the very ending. I haven't seen this, so you gotta tell me. <laughs> Okay, so Keenan and Kel uh, emerge on stage, and uh, they're like, you know, uh, he was like, well, I guess Mark wasn't a thief. <laughs> and then Keenan's kind of like, well, you know, I don't know about that because we never found out what happened to my mama's porcelain monkey. That's right. And the audience says like, ah. <laughs> uh, but then Kel is kind of, you realize that Kel has his hands behind his back. And he's kind of being very sheepish. 
And he says, Keenan, I, I broke your mama's monkey. <laughs> and he says, but, but I got it all together so she won't notice. And he uh, reveals it. And it is like twice the size. <laughs> it is like enormous. It's all made of plates and put together in a crazy oh way. God. Yeah. So he's like, oh, man, you, he's like, this isn't going to work. But Keenan is interrupted by someone shouting, Keenan, Keenan. And who comes out on stage but Chris? What? Not not Dan, <laughs> like the guy that plays Chris. Chris himself comes out on stage wearing his outfit from the episode. And Keenan says to him, Chris, what are you doing here? You know you're not supposed to be allowed out here when the show closes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Who's like, what? What? <laughs> what? Are, are the cast, like... Well, they're like... The characters, prisoners? like... <laughs> forbidden to, to emerge on stage? In, in this, like, nebulous oh between space? Oh, man. It's like... And, and, and Chris does a very, like, uh, yeah, awkward, like, kind of bow to the audience. Like, he doesn't know what they're doing or, like, oh, man, what's I going on. see this. <laughs> yeah. Next time you're over, I'll show you or I'll send you a clip. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, he says that, um, Keenan, uh, uh, I can't just, uh, this is an emergency, we've been robbed. <laughs> and Keenan's like, oh no, how did that happen? Oh man. <laughs> All the money's been removed from the register, so. Uh, Keenan tells, uh, Kel, he's like, Kel, uh, we have to get a, I got a plan for how we can get Chris's money back. So, grab a long rope, your mama's best dress, and $200, and meet me at the laboratory. <laughs> So he and Chris leave, and Chris like goes Kel along points, with him. Yeah, yeah. Kel points out very astutely: if we had two hundred dollars, we wouldn't need a plan to get the money back. <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> and uh, again, I, I I promise I will send you this clip because Kel he's he he does his outro. He does another one of those big dance ones where he like throws a fishing line and like turns it into a dance move. Oh my god. And, it's it's a long oh, one too, like another, it. yeah, yeah. So I'll oh here it goes, and that's the episode. Wow. So yeah, awesome. A good ending to a to a good show, I'd say. Great, great ending. Great episode. Really funny. Slapstick galore, and I love the Samuel L. Jackson caricature <laughs> vibes. Yeah. So Aaron, I, I ask this every episode, and I think this one is going to be a longer than a five second conversation, as it has been for like the past ten, but. Whose fault do you think this episode is? Keenan's or Kel's? Well, Keenan. Yeah, exactly. Keenan's lack of character judgment, right? His lack of trust in humanity, um, and him just instantly assuming that Mark did something wrong. I think it's actually Keenan's fault. But Kel did string him along all the way, including with the porcelain monkey bit. Right. If this was something more serious you would say that Kel was absolutely complicit in the crime. Yeah, I think we got to call it a 50-50. 50-50 works for me because yeah. it's, it's both of their fault. Keenan is just vicious this episode. Like He he, like, he woke up on the yeah. wrong side of the bed. Literally, in this episode, he wrote, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So this is kind of just like the vibes we got. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd agree. He's, he's got a, a bone to pick with, with Mark character. And I think that, that animosity is ever-present throughout the rest of the series. For no reason. As Mark... As Mark becomes a regular. Yeah. Mark is such a nice guy. That, that makes sense. We had two whys this episode. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, 
uh, is that um, Chris uh, has has oh well Chris has gone back on his word because if you're uh, clowning around Chris went through all kinds of measures to protect the store from being robbed right if you recall right he set up a video camera he put a lock on the door got an attack dog I get why he doesn't have a dog and yeah bloodbath. I get why he doesn't have a dog and the doors were open, but he should have been able to look at that camera and see what what, what happened. Yeah, to see that old lady stealing from them. Yeah. So that that's a that's a little uh, a little strange. Really great episode. Really funny. Um, the the what's the guy's name? Savage uh, redeemed himself <laughs> because a, this is way better than a star is peeved. We should talk about ratings, Adam. Let's do it. So uh, on IMDb, this episode has a uh, a. 6.9. Oh my god. That's low for Keenan Count. This is ranked 56. Oh, that's so wrong. Out of 62. That's so incorrect. Like that that's very low. That's like bottom 5, I think. Oh, that's that's just not accurate at all. Terrible. This is a, a fun episode. It's phenomenal. Out of 10 bottles of orange soda, how many would you give it? Easily 9. 9 bottles. 9 bottles? Yeah, this was a really enjoyable episode. Really classic Keenan and Kel. Uh the jokes just kept coming. And Keenan is hyper fixated on something, and Kel is just making <laughs> everything worse by being a fool. It's a great episode, and it's wrapped up very nicely. Very good continuity throughout. No real big plot holes except for the the little delay, like the movie time frame. But overall, really good episode. It's uh, it's pretty mean to to Mark in, in some points, so that's that's where I docked it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Nine out of ten. Like, like this is this is a, a top tier episode. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, eight out of five, eight point five bottles of orange soda. I, I, I was torn, so I'll, I'll declare okay, that. Okay, all right, I get it. It's a it's a good one. And I, are you excited to learn more about Mark next episode? Um, I suppose. I hope Keenan's a little bit more friendly or welcoming, or at least they have a better <laughs> dynamic, kind of like a, a Chris Kell dynamic. But we'll. I am. I am excited. Well, we'll find out. Uh, next week, we'll be doing Happy B Day, Mark. Oh wow, he gets his own birthday episode before Keenan or <laughs> yeah, Cal have one. Exactly. So that's let's let's see where that goes. All right. Uh, oh, uh, b- before we end, I wanted to quick ask: Did you check out Keenan? Not yet. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. How is it? Yeah, I've not seen it yet either. Oh man, it's on Hulu. Yes, I know that. Yeah. So uh, I will. I commit to you, Fantas. I will watch it <laughs> at least the first episode and get back to you next. Uh, some points. I like Hulu because when you pause it, it just stays the big screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Take notes. What CBS if you All paused access. your TV screen and it got really small? <laughs> Like, like, that's just stupid. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, goodbye, everyone. Talk to you later. Oh, here it goes to next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody. Can I have a sip of your tasty beverage to wash this down? (laughs) I'm sorry.